0: Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. I'm here with Nathan, who has kindly agreed to talk to us about why he wants to learn Chinese and why he's using the Mandarin Blueprint method. But first, let's just talk about uh, yourself, why you wanted to learn Chinese in the first place, and just, you know, just give us a general introduction to uh, who you are.
1: For sure, thanks for having me, man. I, uh, I've had just the idea of learning Chinese for, I don't know, 10 years. It's just been sort of, it's a very, it's a, it's a big challenge. uh, And it's something that it's always been just in the back of my mind. And about three years ago, maybe four years ago, I went to a friend's wedding in the Philippines and I met a guy that spoke Chinese fluently. And there was this one situation we were all sitting at dinner and it was like, it was a wedding dinner. So big tables, we're all sitting there. And there was some fluent Chinese speaking people and they like were kind of making fun of this guy or whatever i don't i don't don't, i don't really know what was happening but he just spit out like this perfect chinese like in in response and i was (laughs) my mind was freaking blown because he didn't look like he would speak chinese right and yeah yeah it, it just it just it just blew my mind so after that experience just seeing that and just thinking about like just how impressive just how impressive it was to be able to do that. Uh, I I went back on the plane, like immediately and I'm like looking, at, like, you know, flying back and it was this miserable flight. It was like, you know, c- going back to California it was like 25 hours. And so uh-huh. I'm like, I, I downloaded some stuff on my phone and I'm like looking through and I started going through um, uh, just some apps. And so, yeah, that's sort of like, that's where it started that whole, that's where my, the catalyst moment was.
0: Yeah fair fair so uh so it's basically seeing this guy being quite impressed by that yeah i remember the first time i saw uh, a foreigner properly speaking chinese and that was uh it's definitely very impressive the first time you see it now i'm used to it but that's you know it's what happens over yeah. enough time, <laughs> enough exposure. but uh yeah so like so you saw that and you had already been thinking about it for years so um but what like you know how of course, if you do learn learn it and you get to literacy and fluency, like, do you have any plans of what you might do with it, or is it purely just out of uh, just wanting to gain the ability, or do you have any thoughts of like any further goals with it?
1: Like, I'm big in business, so I own my own business. Uh, it's a I've owned many companies, so I had a well, well, not many, but like I owned a gym for a long time, and then we created this this software. But it's a global sort of global thing, and I'm a I think I'm a firm believer in the fact that China is mm-hmm. going to take over the future, mm-hmm. and being able to speak the language is—I I feel like it's just one of those things that it's going to be a big, big advantage. And I have a long-term view on it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. in my mid-thirties, and I'm looking at like ten years as my my time frame. No rush, but I I feel like when I'm in my forties and fifties, having that ability will just bode very well for my future
0: yeah i just a comment on that you know the that's a thing first of all it's a good attitude to have because language is something that's for sure going to tra- uh, travel with you your whole life there's no reason why once you learn a language um you would need to drop it for some reason and chinese people are everywhere so it's like you know you're always going to have an opportunity to to use it i mean and you're in california is that right well, I,
1: we just actually moved. Now. I'm in New Mexico now, but I, I grew up in California, and that's where I, where I spend a lot of my time.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, even in New Mexico, I'm sure there's Chinese people because they tend For to sure. like <laughs> there's universities, lots of Chinese people in universities. So like, uh, you know, but the point is, there's always going to be some Chinese people around. But if you learn a language, it's a skill that doesn't like I mean, you might if you go out of practice, you might need to like brush up or whatever. But once you get the basis, you know, it's like me and drums. I like I I don't practice drums as much as I used to every now and then. But like I, I can play for a few days and I'm back to kind of the form I was, you know, a few years ago. And I will uh it, it's the kind of thing where it's gonna follow you, so with that in mind, if it takes 10 years, who cares? I mean, like, obviously, you know, if you're going to live a normal life uh, that is normal life expectancy, then that means you're going to have 20 to 30 years of being able to speak the language. It's a huge amount of time. So it's like, (laughs) you know, who cares if it takes 10 years? Um, And so that's a great attitude to have there. But also in regards to China being uh, an important factor in the world, you know, it's like, one of the things I've been thinking is that Obviously, during the time that we've been running Mandarin blueprints, the world's attitude towards China has shifted to the negative uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, like not necessarily justly in all instances; sometimes justly, but like uh, it, you know, being in China, I know that a lot of the Western media, the way they're portraying things, is a bit, you know, uh, well biased. But you know, what can you expect? Sure. But but still, uh, there's getting. It, it's that whole like there's no bad press thing because everybody's talking about China now and I've noticed yeah. that it hasn't affected our business at all. And it, like, we didn't notice a drop off or anything. It was, if anything, we noticed that more people seem to be interested in China and recognizing that, you know, regardless, let's just say that all the Western media portrayal of China is this, uh, is all correct. And, you know, we need to really deal with this terrible problem of these evil Chinese people. I mean, I'm characterizing it a little bit, but like, even if that were the case, you still need to learn chinese <laughs> like it's like because you need exactly to be able to, right so it's like and of course i don't i don't actually think that's true i think it's more complex and nuanced than that either way so, though yeah and so let's say that's good well then I'll look at all these business opportunities you're going to have let's say we work out our issues with china and, and you know we're able to come up with a better set of trade deals and you know that i don't know they get a new president who's a little bit less oppressive or something like that you know it's like things that things that could change over the next few decades uh either way knowing mandarin is going to be useful to you and so yeah i completely think you've got the right attitude about it one don't worry about how long it takes because you'll eventually get there anyway as long as you're using the right methods and uh two, like when you get there i mean what language is better to learn at the moment you know if you know english and mandarin uh you know english yeah. mandarin spanish you know i'd like to learn spanish at some point but like it's like those three will cover most of the world in terms of uh, exactly. speakers so yeah nice um so tell me a little bit more about uh, your business. I'm just curious as a business owner myself. So I, um,
1: I, I sort of grew up in the, uh, so I was in the military for uh, five years, got out of the army and then was, um, just started coaching fitness. I was really into weightlifting and stuff and I got into CrossFit. So CrossFit was really the, the thing that I was absolutely obsessed with. Coached for mm-hmm. many years, opened up a gym but there are flaws with CrossFit, right? And there, there are there's a lot of things with, with the danger of everything and people doing things before they're ready. So over the course of three or four years, I created a system, a level system for ranking people. So there are 15 categories. It's very, very complex, but we put that system into gyms all over the world. So wow. we have about 200 gyms and they they run the they run the whole system to you know protect their members, give them ways of uh, improving, giving them a, a game plan, sort of a track of of improvement over time. So that's really the, my core business and what I spend pretty much all my time doing is just right. all of the infrastructure around the supporting. And it, in my experience with you guys, our businesses are actually quite similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just kind of interesting to see, you know, because people um, you just, you just have, there, there are just a lot of similarities. So it's, it's kind of interesting for me from, from the, the consumer standpoint.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, um, so like, wh- well, what's the name of your, is are all the gyms, they have the same name or like, how would somebody find no, this system? It's
1: it's called level method. So, uh, and level method is, it's a big map, like a, a big board. And then there's, a, we have an app and, uh, we have a whole infrastructure of support for gyms. And the only way somebody can get access to the level method is if they go to a gym because it's very it's very comprehensive and you almost need a coach to help sure. you through this thing. And we're going we're thinking about going the individualized route, um, but obviously you know how it is you you map something yeah. out and then it's like wow that was way harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a sh-
0: <laughs> lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you just that's why you keep chipping away. But yeah, so like um the so if somebody were to search level method crossfit or something like that they could find uh your website nice uh just because that's that's the exact type of thing i might be interested in if i were uh in the states so you know i uh i'm a i do daily sort of exercise um so yeah and i also i have heard about this problem with crossfit i've never done crossfit specifically but like i i'll listen to some nutrition podcasts and stuff and i was hearing uh rob wolf do you know rob wolf
1: yeah yeah yeah. he's Uh, originally from that from the i mean well you know he was in the crossfit world for a while
0: right right and he was sort of he was explaining in one podcast what he found to be some what you were bringing up some like flaws or you know i don't know if that uh, i don't know enough to be able to like say whether he was uh, correct or not but it was interesting that you you see that problem and then you go okay well if there are flaws in crossfit but they could be solved through and the or the main cause of the problem is that people are jumping ahead before they're ready and that causes them to get injured or they get, or they quit or something like that as a result, then if we can solve that problem, then that's the gap in the market. And so, yeah, like that's, it's always interesting to me how entrepreneurs are able to find the thing that's the issue. Cause like for Luke and I, what we realized was, Oh wait, nobody's um, teaching characters comprehensively into the grammar, right? It's like, there's always like, it's one or the other. Um, and nobody is kind of integrating them together, and it seems like this could be done. You know, it's just a matter of, like, breaking it down and sort of using the method, uh, adding in a pronunciation mnemonic so you can be confident that somebody knows the pronunciation of a Chinese character. Then once you have that, you can say, well, now you can learn a word, and you know the pronunciation of it. So the problem with the Heizig book that we learned from was that he didn't have a pronunciation mnemonic. And so he would say learn this character how to write it and what it means but figure out how to pronounce it your later i guess you know it's like just you'll figure out how to pronounce it later and so that meant that that he probably never it probably never occurred to him to uh tie that into vocabulary and then tie the vocabulary into grammar and all of that and so once we realized it was possible to put uh, a pronunciation mnemonic into the system then i said I, i remember one day i just went like wait a second we should just tie this all together and it'll take years and it has um but you know we'll be able to get it all together into one integrated system so that you're never struggling to do one individual step and that was the conceit of Mandarin blueprint from the beginning because we saw the problem and also i was at university and oh my gosh it's just like the struggle the pain the suffering of everyone in university (laughs) because they they just skipped the characters part pretty much and they were just like yeah characters i guess uh just uh, write them a lot all right now let's talk about like you know how
1: do you teach it like this is the (laughs) this is the problem you know how do you they just skip it all together like screw it don't even don't even worry about it yeah
0: yeah so that was the that was it, so the you saw the problem in crossfit we saw the pro- problem in chinese education but it's a it's so the common thing amongst uh entrepreneurs is that thing it's like the there's the thing that's not being achieved and if somebody's not taking responsibility for that thing that means that you could so it's an opportunity you know and uh, exactly. so yeah so that's very cool um all right so uh you'll you you have sort of a general outlook of like you'll be able to um use Chinese uh, for, you know, de- pull. I mean, geez, you could probably expand your app into China, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we've had, I had a, a really good friend, a coach who lived in China and they implemented the level method, but then some stuff happened and then they ended up, you know, he moved and stuff, but we, we have them all over the world. We have, uh, you know, Australia, UK, Sweden, all over. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. But China yeah. is the is a, is a big market.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, certainly, and also they could use it because in my experience, like they've gotten gyms now and gyms are now ubiquitous, but like it was, it's a relatively recent development. It's not like gyms, even 20 years ago, like gyms being everywhere was not that common. So it's like uh, the gym culture is m- just like less developed, I would say, you know, you have, um, like I went down to Thailand, which has had a gym culture for a bit longer, Um, probably because of all like the beaches around and stuff and people wanted to look good naked and stuff. So like (laughs) there's the gym culture has been around for longer than China. And I went into it. I I was staying there at the beginning of the pandemic when it was kind of bad in China, but not yet in the rest of the world. So like I went down to Thailand for about 35 days and I got a gym membership while I was there. And one of the things I noticed was was just like, Oh, these guys understand how to like keep a gym organized. Like the people working there always, Kept the, you know, like these are the 35 kilogram <laughs> dumbbells. They go in the 35 kilogram dumbbell spot. And like that's where they live. And like it was in Chinese gyms, they're just, it's just a mess. It's just always like everything's disorganized. And, everywhere. and like there's also just, I see how people are working out and it's just they need a little instruction. So it seems like yeah. they're, they're ready for the level method, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I have seen a few CrossFit gyms around, uh, which is kind of cool to see that. So, um, right. All right. Well, so what, uh, how did you find Mandarin Blueprint then?
1: Um, so I, it was a, a Facebook ad uh, and it was Luke, you know, he, when he's sitting, I think he's in a park bench or something and he's walking around and he's doing that. So that's where, I, when I first, I caught it. But what I had done when I, when I was on the plane and I'm going through all the apps and stuff, I set a goal to, cause you know, you have these dreams. You're like, I'm going to learn Chinese. And it's like, wow. Okay. That's great but then you start to study and then it's like, wow, this is actually kind of hard. So I set my goal to do a daily in this app. And so I, every day I did my, whatever, it was one that had like a growing plant and it would die if you didn't use it. So I was always using, trying to keep my plant alive. And then after like a year, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't really know anything. And I had seen Mandarin blueprint, but I couldn't read. I didn't understand anything. And so I captured, I'm a big like GTD guy. If you know what GTD is, it's basically yes. a way of i'm huge uh, yeah. in gtd so i i <laughs> captured my uh my the the, the manner blueprint and i put it in my thing i'm like okay i'm gonna do this but i kind of have to still prove it to myself that i'm gonna stick with it but then i thought and then i signed up uh for the uh, pronunciation i think I, I don't know if i went all in or what i did but i went through the pronunciation and that was the that was the start. I committed to the journey
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah fair enough fair enough yeah and i just wanted to but Put a flag in if, if people don't know what gtd is that stands for getting things done which is uh <laughs> by da- david allen uh published in 2001 i believe and it's oh. a hugely helpful book for um managing the psychology of your tasks so like if you Gold. have things to do uh it's about not being overwhelmed by all the things that there are to do because you put them in a in a place where you're going <laughs> to see them again so like if you have something that you um need to add to your list, you build a system that makes sure that you're gonna see it later. So, you know, I mean that's the kind of thing that it, it's been really helpful to me. It sounds like it's been helpful to you. So like if people want to check that out, uh getting things done, uh, just read that the, the book. The art
1: you know? the art of stress-free productivity. And this is yeah. when I've opened my gym and then I started building level method and I was just absolutely overwhelmed. And you, you know, you have these mm-hmm. dreams, you're like, Oh, I want to do all this stuff, but how do you actually do it? And yeah. that's, that's GDD.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's a, it seems like it's the kind of, I mean, getting things done. It sounds like it's just about like, uh, it's like alone, but it's really, it's more about peace of mind. It's really more about peace of mind. So it's like, you can have a million things on your plate and not be stressed about it, which is, um, you know, I mean, I, I, and I don't perfectly achieve it all the time, but like I get the idea and uh, it certainly in many cases helps me. So just wanted to put a flag in that. So, all right. So you get, you do the pronunciation mastery. Well, what did you think of that course in particular? Oh, it
1: was, it was a game changer for me. Like it just, it, it, especially like coming from, uh, uh you know, English speaking people, right? So it's like the, with the tips and the tricks and the tongue positioning and all this sort of stuff that is not found anywhere. And if you if you're working with a native speaker, it's almost like sometimes they're not even going to be aware. And I and I, I think you guys talk about that uh quite often, but it's like that was for me, um it just really exposed and I could actually feel the progress of the way I was using my mouth and and that sort of thing. So it was it was awesome for the momentum.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that the, starting with the pronunciation being confident that you're saying the things correctly can help you at least know that whatever um, you end up learning, you're not gonna um, sound. You're not gonna be. Um, it's not gonna be a situation where people can't understand you. You know, like they. they you may not know enough vocabulary, but we won't, I think we say in pronunciation mastery, we want you to convince Chinese people that you know more Chinese than you do because you say a word so perfectly they go okay this guy must know Chinese and then they start just going off and speaking and then you're just like oh I don't actually understand you that actually (laughs) um that happened to me the other day because uh while I know Mandarin and I can understand most Sichuanese even Sichuanese can be broken down into a million different dialects and there was this uh old guy in the gym locker room actually who uh, said hello to me and I was able to figure out that he was saying hi and, and where are you from but he had such a rural like you know kind of Sichuanese super dialectical accent and he even said I can't speak Mandarin because so I was like could you speak Mandarin to me and he was like I don't know how to speak Mandarin and I was like okay and then he just he kind of just <laughs> went off for a while and I was just like ah uh, yeah I've, I lost you lost you. And, like, it's this, <laughs> and so, but it's good. I was like, I, the fact that you thought that I could understand you is in a way it's, it's a compliment. Yeah. A it's like a compliment. Yeah. 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 The, di- so, uh, the, the
1: discipline for me, like with the, with the pronunciation, you know, I think that there's a lot of excitement when you start, right. And it's like, I want to get into all the stuff. I want to get into it. But by having the discipline to really take a step back and get those foundational principles in place, I think that that's something that's super important. And I don't know how many people have that sensation, but I think taking that step back and just really focusing on the basics and doing those details right so that you have that foundation. So then when you're moving forward, you know, you've done it, you have it, you know, and that's, uh, I think, something that's really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps coming back for sure, which is, uh, you know, you always have those moments where you can remind yourself and practice the, uh, different pronunciation principles. So, you know, it's, that's why you got to start with it because it never stops being relevant. It's always relevant. Right. So, um, so then you move into, uh, phase one of the course, which is focused on learning. Um, you know, we kind of think of pronunciation mastery is a sort of pre-phase. So it's like phase one is starting to get into the language itself, focusing on characters and components. So, uh, and, you know, phase two, we introduce uh, vocabulary. We've made some updates to it recently. But basically, phase one and phase two are largely learning the method of uh, how to learn an individual character via a mnemonic visualization system that we call the hands the movie method. And we use this movie metaphor to c- talk about it. You know, character components are props, pinion initials are actors, uh, pinion files are sets, and we kind of make these movie scenes out of the. Materials so that you can remember the characters. So this process, um, talk a little bit about what it was like to get into that, um, and you know, what what it was like to take this you know very different approach to learning uh, individual. I mean, this is the kind of thing that people don't even think would be related to learning a language. So it's a memory, yeah, and stuff.
1: <clears throat> it's um. So I'm a big uh, it, I've you know the Dominic system person a- action object. This whole concept of Memory techniques. I've always been a big fan of it, and mm-hmm. it's because it's the it's a hack. It's mm-hmm. a way that you can actually use your brain the way it's designed to be used. And so, when I realized that you guys had built a person-action-object system, the mm-hmm. a, a mnemonic system, I, I was immediately in. And so, the the way it went for me is, I knew what I knew what was go- going on. I knew what was happening. But it was just completely mind-blowing to see the concepts of a person, action, object. And I don't know if, if anybody knows what I'm talking about when I say that, but it's basically a way of encoding information. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that you could encode information and learn Chinese characters and, and remember everything, it just it just blew my mind. Because I at the moment that I started to actually get a little bit of momentum, I, I, I fully understood that if I built the machine, if I built the system and I laid all these things down, then it was, it was simply a matter of time that I would, before I would know, I would be able to recall and be able to have all this stuff in my brain because this is the way the, the human brain works. So um, yeah, I, like from the beginning, I knew that this is the way, like if anybody is, is, is doing it in a, another way It's like you can either, it's it's the whole thing with like Steve Jobs, right? it's like the the computer is a bicycle for, you know, it's a bicycle. It's going to help you instead of walking everywhere, you have a thing that can get you there way faster. And that's Mm -hmm. exactly what this is, but for learning Chinese. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, uh, that I had a similar sort of revelation with um, mnemonics where I kind of, it's almost this thing where you can't believe how, simple it is or it's like I, I couldn't decide whether my brain was really smart or really dumb because i was like the fact that this is so simple makes me feel like I, it's so easy to trick my own brain like it's like okay so imagine you're walking into your family room and there's a uh, there's a there's an apple on the table and the apple is like glowing and it's gold and it's like giving off heat And like, so now I'll never forget that there's an apple there because I made it glowing in my head, which doesn't take any effort. It's just sort of like, that's a glowing apple on the table and your brain just goes, Ooh, shiny. So like, that's what I mean by like, it's like, you can't, is, is, am I smart or dumb? It's like, right. Is it going to
1: work? And then it's like, it works
0: (laughs) because when it works, you go, well, well, that means that I can just encode, like you said, anything to whatever information just just assign it just assign the information that I want and so like if you imagine all the places you've ever lived if you walk in the room and you say okay there's a set of drawers here and you like there was a dresser in that room well instead of opening it and having clothes in it you put things in it and like you can just say, okay, in this second drawer down, I put in, uh, you know, a calculator, and the calculator represents that I need to do my accounting for whatever. So you can you can assign whatever you want that is association. And because we're so much better at visual memory than we are at written word, because written word is like a new thing in our evolution. But like visual memory, when it comes to faces and spatial recognition, where we are in a room and all of that all of that can be encoded to certain things. And so we just did that with, um, or, or ra- rather we said, here's the system for you to do it with Chinese characters and pinyin initials and pinyin finals and character components and all of that. And the idea is that by doing that, um, you can then fill it, fill the structure with your personal experiences because nobody's you know, going to have the same uh, set of experiences, which is a big debate we had at the beginning, which was, should we give people uh written out scenes for everything that we put and we make like three or four scenes per character which would be a lot of work but we could do it and we still decide no because we wanted I mean we still give people lots of examples and then it turns out lots of people have left comments and given their examples um, but what has what we decided was it's more important that people fill it with their experiences because that's what's more memorable. It's like, you know, this particular notebook doesn't mean anything to you, but it means a lot to me because I wrote it in my journal for years or whatever, you know, just, there's some, there's always going to be personally significant items or people or places. And so, yeah, so that's uh, couldn't, it's uh, a but, machine,
1: you know, you're yeah. building it, you're building and building and building. It, and then it's something that you know, if you learn something by rote and I'm just memorizing, 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 and then I go, it's like, it's uh, evaporates. So, so, mm-hmm. so many times, like I, when I do my work in the morning, I always do my, my, uh, my Chinese work. And then I'm, you know, I'm, I can think, like I can, I can close my eyes and I can like track back and I can decipher what is going on and give me more time and I'll be able to do it. But in mm-hmm. rote, Give me more time, and you're you're not going to get anything. You're just going to be yeah. sitting there like I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good analogy for that. And it's also it's just um, I I always forget this in my life too. Like there's moments where somebody will say something to me, and if you have this you have this delusion that the thing that they just said to you you'll remember forever. <laughs> you're just like, the yeah. other like uh, <laughs>
1: That's the GTD right the other there, day. right, Write it right, right. <laughs>
0: capture it or make a mnemonic or something. But like you know, the other day uh, my my girlfriend asked me to pick up three things at the store uh, or no, no, order three things from an app. And You're it was like, like no three, problem. three separate things. And it was like, uh, and I just, two times I had to ask her again, what was the other thing? Cause I went and found the first thing and then forgot the other two and then i was like what were they again oh yeah 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 and then i went to gotten and found the second thing and i forgot the third one and i was just like what am i doing i'm like i know these things i know these right I should have just you know ha- imagined um you know paper towels juggling some olives and uh you know getting some whatever it was whatever the three objects are and then now i won't forget but you know it's it's funny how you'll even you're so confident that you can learn it if you just force it into your head and it's like nope you should think that any information that comes comes by you that doesn't have a clear and obvious connection to a previously created neural network in your head then it's just it's like your brain has nothing to latch on to but if you just say okay well there's actual like electricity that creates grooves in your in your brain and in your neurons between between neurons and there's this um, stuff called myelin that that goes Mm -hmm. over the neural the uh, the neuron axon which is like the pathway between neurons and the myelin keeps the electricity inside it's like the it's like the rubber over a wire right it's yeah it's the insulator and so the more you do something the more myelin sheaths build up around those Mm -hmm. axons and so that's what helps the memory stay in place so when you connect a new piece of information to uh something you already know you're essentially like it's it is hacking the process because you're saying okay just add on like some sheaths but relate them to you know this new uh idea of okay this character means apple or something like that and then so yeah anyway so cool and it's like it's like apple, Johnny Appleseed, all the other things that you already know in that apple part of your brain. <laughs> so exactly yeah. All right, so now that you know the method, how long on average do you think it takes you to learn an individual Chinese character?
1: I mean, like maybe 20 or 30 seconds. It, it, for me, it's like the encoding I, I've learned because of my time is quite limited. I have to be careful with putting, giving myself 10 or new characters then when I do my my next morning when I have to go and I go through everything then it, it absorbs my time so I'm very careful but it takes I can literally encode something in 20 or 30 seconds and it's a lot it's locked in my brain it's like mm-hmm. it's it's awesome
0: yeah yeah it's a, though that's I'm not surprised to hear that it's like that for you first of all because everybody says that it's always 20 to 30 <laughs> seconds maybe a minute uh, which is like it's just so incredible when you think about it but then on the other hand you uh, you know, if you already had some experience with it and you also are relatively, you know, short on time each time you do it, then uh, it makes sense. You'll just like get to the point. What's the thing, you know, there's a person, right. there's a place, you know, here's the, you know, I'm sure that it takes a little bit to learn the method. Although, you know, it's such a bear, it's, you're getting rid of such a good little barrier there by already knowing that it works. Um, and so yeah, yeah that's, because- I
1: think just to talk, speak on that for a second, because like, you know, when I person action object, it's, you know, there's a book called moonwalking with Einstein, and it talks about that guy that goes to and he learns all this stuff and he learns, learns all this stuff. Now to build a person action object system, I built my own system and it was, you know, learn 99 or whatever. It takes so long and you got to think anything, but w- the way that you guys have it set up is that it's literally the structure is already there. So all the real hard work is already done and all you have to do is just follow along and do it. So like, from my experience of having done, having built my own system in the past for this, the numbers, I I know just how much work it is and then how much time I'm saving, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that uh, it's like we, cause we know that it's the kind of thing where if people Understood all that, they'd get the value right away. Right. But a lot of times, what we're dealing with is people who've never considered uh, memory athletics before, which is totally reasonable. But like, it's like, if that's the situation, that means we have to first convince you that it's an effective possible. method. And yeah. then, <laughs> yeah, that's possible. But then you have to also kind of conceptualize how difficult it would be for you to try to figure this out on your own, even if you know the methods, oh, right? Because if you, and then also the order, like we patented our order, right? Like it's yeah, like, always patent pending, but like, because the order was important, we were like, this is this is the kind of thing, it's actually hugely valuable and it's, it's, but getting people to understand that is pretty tricky. So that's why, um, you know, we've sort of had to build this business model that's based on, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of time that people can spend, trying things out doing things that you know don't cost any money that are just sort of like experimental things about uh you know try doing this for uh like a a few seconds and we'll learn some characters we'll learn like five characters with you or whatever and getting people to understand that it works you know because it's like you can't just tell somebody uh we just had the best chinese course and just buy it because like everybody says, what's the difference right so yeah nice um all right so if you were able to you know boil it down to a few points what elements of the mandarin blueprint method have had the biggest uh, impact so far
1: well i mean obviously the the hansen movie method just the entire just the structure of understand like having it built so you you can get your your different scenes your locations understanding all that sort of stuff that is like Again, it's really hard to to express it if somebody doesn't know just how hard it would be to build that. Hmm. And then a, a, along with that, so it's great. Like, wait, I, I have now this system. Well, how do I make sure that it's actually gonna be instilled and I'm gonna, and this is Anki, right? right. And Anki is the, is the, the bridge, it, Anki becomes the, and the, the cards in Anki is another like, ridiculous amount of work that has been done. So all I ha- and I mean there is a little barrier of entry you, there's a learning curve right you got <clears> to <throat> understand how it works you got to kind of figure out how to unsuspend cards and you got to do that and there's friction up front there's a little bit, and this is how it is learning anything right there's this friction up front. but if you can kind of get through that friction and you start to see it and then you can just rely on just the routines and using Anki so it's those two things it's the structure, of remembering, and then it's the the consistent touching of, the, of everything through Anki. Mm-hmm. And those two things make it like, without those things, I don't see how anybody learns Chinese, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, don't even know how it happens unless you completely dedicate your life. You have six hours a day, eight hours a day, you go to the country, you do all these things. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm moving through the course nice and steadily. I go 10 or 30 minutes a morning, every morning. I don't ever miss because I know that that consistency, but where I am in the, the language over the past six months, just going very steadily, not committing myself to a, an exorbitant amount of time. I'm now reading sentences, right? Mm-hmm. Like this to me, I know that to everybody that starts to read sentences is like, it's just completely mind-blowing but it's like i can feel myself getting better and better and better and it's a product of the two those two things of having mm-hmm. the system and the structure to be able to encode all this information and have handles to be able to recall and then being tested on a regular basis and and anki being spaced repetition is like you know it's it's perfect you know mm-hmm. it's that it's those two things for sure
0: yeah yeah i mean that's uh, you you nailed it that's exactly what we re- we knew would happen because you know we thought uh, when we were designing it, we thought, okay, the, what's the biggest issue that people have? Well, one, they don't know the characters well enough. And we know that if you know the characters well enough, then actually the, the sentences and the grammar and all of that can kind of, it's so like, it's like Chinese is a hugely logical language uh, with the big caveat for learning it, that you have to learn this big bucket of meanings. Cause that's kind of what characters are, the little mini meanings, right? And so because they're this set of mini meanings, most of the time, if you know what they mean, then when you combine them with other characters, it's obvious what the larger meaning is. And so it's like, you know, you, t- you say, okay, here's book, shoe and here's uh, table, zhu, uh, fine, shu zhu is a desk. It's the table for books, right? Like so, it's like you know that that's really obvious. A lot of things are really obvious that way. Uh, and so, you know, we know if people can retain the information, use this uh, mnemonic visualization system to remember uh, the individual characters, then and they they retain it through SRS. Then there's no doubt that when they get to the uh, grammar building section, where they're just getting the input that it's not gonna be overwhelming. All they'll have to do is just sort of get a sense for character order and stuff like that. But the character order is like, you don't have any word form changes in in Chinese. There's no like uh, gone, go, uh, went, things like that. Like it's, that's all, you know, not a part of Chinese. It's just word order and adding words and whatever. So um, I I think trust,
1: you know, trust is a big part of, of, Uh, because I know that people that tend to want to learn Chinese are probably pretty smart right and they're going to want to they're probably going to want to try to understand and master every element along as they're going which can really Mm -hmm. slow down that process because you know so just trusting the process Mm -hmm. and just not having to be like I need to understand and just like let me over time my brain is just going to learn this stuff you know and that's it's just it, the trust, I think, is a big piece.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, it's you just have to know that there's no uh, doubt that if you keep getting input, that that will slowly add to the uh, process of understanding the language. And then it's only once you understand that you could possibly output. Like, that's the thing that people struggle to understand is that, like they say, you know, if you want to learn Chinese, speak Chinese. It's like, that's the worst advice ever. The, if you want to learn Chinese, understand Chinese, and then... Uh, you'll naturally want to output it. And so, you know, the speaking practice comes after you've gotten enough input and it's like, it's not a, it's a message that's true and sometimes frustrating because it's a little bit less concrete, but luckily the Manor blooper method has this very concrete element, which is learning characters, which is like, you know, there's no doubt about it. You either learned it or you didn't. Right. So it's like, if with that in mind the input process of which is very subtle and subconscious to a large degree as long as you trust the process and go mm-hmm. well certainly if i just keep reading every day i'm going to understand the language more over time and then understanding for sure means that i will want to output in the right situation okay now's the time to get uh you know a speaking partner and then you know start getting into the uh, activation process but you got to build up that passive understanding first and that's a. Uh, the only way to do that really is to do a lot of listening, a lot of reading. And so uh, if you want to, if you want to read, which is really effective, uh, then you got to know the characters. And so it all, yeah. that's, that's the whole basis for it. So, all right. Now, um, another element that I'm curious about here is the community element. So, you know, Mandarin Blueprint isn't just a book that you can like look at, and it's just solid and set in what it is. There's constantly people leaving comments, uh, giving their suggestions. Um, You know, we have a podcast that's based on uh, interacting. You know, I know you listen to the podcast. uh, So uh, how has that element influenced how the course goes for you? You know, the fact that it's not just uh, a set course, but there's people involved in it.
1: What's really cool um, is, you know, there are so many brains. So, you know, you create a course, And you like, here it is. And, Mm -hmm. but to have now all these other people and all these other brains adding things Mm -hmm. and giving little, little tips and they, they, you know, so like there's so much time saved, especially in the early part of the course when I was going through it and I was creating all the characters you kind and people will put a comment on something and it's like, oh, I'm using that one. that one's good, you know, cause you guys do give a lot of uh, options and you give a lot of things. And, but sometimes someone will come up with something that's like totally out there, but works really well. And I think that that's, that's super valuable because um, it's, it continuously grows right? So it's never static. It's never, it's always dynamic. It's always getting a little tweaks, 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 getting better and better and better so that anybody that comes through the course down the line, the way has been paved. So you have way more things to work with. And same thing with the, uh, the, uh, Facebook. So like in the early days, I would, I don't do it so much anymore, but I would go in there and post, especially I was like in there posting because I could not believe that like when I started to understand the, how the the whole system was working, I'm like, dude, this how do how, why is anybody learning Chinese in any other way, right? And so I'm like in there, I'm like commenting, and people are giving me feedback and stuff, and I'm feeling all good about myself. But it's it's the whole it's the whole system, of, and knowing that you can ask questions and that you guys are super responsive. For responding to specific questions and even doing screenshots and you know recordings where you go and you you show exactly it's like it, the difference would be like I go to the I go to a book so I get a book and I'm trying to learn this I'm oops, I don't know if I can cuss on here but I'm trying to learn <laughs> this stuff and I'm like well who can I ask what do I do right but you guys sort of are are the teachers that are available to everybody and if there is a question then you can ask it and one of you guys will come on and respond and i think that that the combination of having other people learning and then also having you guys that have gone through the whole thing and that you know like you built the whole thing and you can answer questions very specifically i think that's just it, it's something that it's not like a normal course it's not yeah. like a, a Rosetta stone or whatever whatever you want to do because it's totally interactive so yeah it's it's I think it's very valuable
0: yeah it gives us a lot of peace of mind uh, when we're um, you know thinking about the future of the course is to know that it's always it's always improving it's like now it's self-sustaining in terms of right. like new content <laughs> uh, obviously we're gonna create more content on our, on our own but like it's like there's this element of it that even if we're you know asleep people are still adding content to it so it's uh, uh, that. That gives us some sense that you know it's it's very unlikely that you know we're gonna have major problems in the future because uh, the it's always getting more valuable like it's like there's always right. some element of more brain power going into it at all times so that's that's helpful and then you know um, when it comes to things like responding to people and giving them screen recording responses and stuff that's again, the thing that gives us the energy to do that is knowing that it's not just this one person in this moment only. It's like, you're, yeah. everybody can look at the comments and see, okay, this person asked this question and here's the video response to it. Exactly. And that, you know, so then that person gets it too. And everybody in the future gets it. So it's kind of, you know, it's just, <laughs> it does create this weird thing where it's like, to some degree, super meta, it's meta right it's like (laughs) the
1: answer is that you giving it then the person the future sees it so it's like it's it's just working itself and the podcast too you guys do specific stuff on the podcast Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. yeah the podcast we that was you know that has worked out really well it was my prediction that if we did the podcast specifically focused on the questions and then sent people the link to that moment where we answered their question that that would fuel engagement. And so far that has uh, been working pretty well um, in terms of getting, getting people excited about what's, you know, what they're doing, what's coming and not and feeling like if I ask this that, you know, it'll get addressed. And so that's, um, you know, luckily that's been working out pretty well so far. Um, all right. Well, you know, Still, despite all of the things that are good about the course, there's probably some things we can improve. Um, Do you have any suggestions for elements of the course that we could uh, upgrade or things that we're not doing enough of or any elements that you would think, um, just general improvements we could make?
1: I mean, honestly, like I don't. Like I I don't, and I don't wanna like be blowing smoke, but (laughs) the thing is, is like, there's just so much work I mean because as an entrepreneur and like I build things and I know and I it is just so comprehensive and if you go through these lessons and there's just so much stuff and I think that um, you guys are doing a great job you know and I really I really respect your work and um, I'm just glad to have found Mandarin Blueprints so that I can take advantage of all of the work that you guys have done because it's a it's a massive lever you know and I'm all about leverage Leverage is key. If you can figure out ways to accelerate, you know, and get things done faster, this will if you're serious about learning Chinese, then this will shave off years and years and years and years. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people might say it, they might be like, yeah, that sounds like a good plan. But you got to be committed to it. And if you are committed, like this will be this is the fastest way for
0: sure. Great, great. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. And, uh, you know, it's funny, the, the last question we usually ask is, would you recommend Manager Blueprint? But to be honest, you've, you've kind of <laughs> done <a> better recommendations <laughs> so far uh, than we could have hoped for. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate you just taking the time today, uh, Nathan. And um, what's your website, uh, if anybody wants to check out your um, level method?
1: Yeah. Levelmethod.com. That's uh, you'll find everything. Now it is related to gyms, uh, you know, gym owners, but uh, if anybody's listening, they want to reach out to me, you can always reach out to me and Nathan at levelmethod.com and maybe we can try to get a gym in the area to get, <laughs> to get level method, you know? So yeah,
0: cool, cool, cool. That sounds, that sounds like a great plan. Cause uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I often think that uh, sort of the learning kind of meditation, uh, slash, you know, productivity slash fitness. I, I it all kind of works together. And, um, I, d- I definitely view those things as being essential. You know, I Luke is a freak frequently exercises. I frequently exercise, uh, you know, it's this type of thing where it helps keep that balance that you need, um, and keep the energy you need to learn. So I uh, really, uh, mutually supportive um sort of businesses here so uh, anybody who wants yeah. to, to see if they can find a gym that does level method i you should do it um, or find other My, some mind other kind and of body. fitness fitness regimen so yeah nice well it's been uh, uh, wonderful talking to you nathan and uh, we'll see you on the course for sure and let's check in again uh you know i know you're taking it um you know, only like a little bit a day but when you get to the end of the foundation course however long that takes let's talk again and and see how how you're doing
1: For sure. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You
0: got it.